welcome back to the gavel and the gavel. It's me, Harry, and I'm joined as ever by... It's me, Simon, and a 600-pound gorilla. <laughs> Check out the socials. Apparently, that's what the kids say these days. You'll find a 600-pound gorilla. Simon is watched over by a very large gorilla, and we've been doing some interviews, and it brings a lot of chat, doesn't it, your gorilla? It, it slightly freaks out, the, um, the interviewees. Anyway, how are you, Harry? Mate, I'm very well. I'm very well. I've had a busy week. I've seen a lot of houses, a lot of stuff. The team are working flat out. Uh, they've been in London, so they've picked up some bits from town. We've got a oh, we've got a guitar signed by Coldplay, and for those of us of a certain age, um, we've got a signed graduate poster, all by the two leading protagonists. Um, really? So that's quite fun. Yeah, I've had a busy time, busy time, which is, I suppose, statistically a bit odd for the end of August, um, beginning of September. Yeah, the seasons are all out of whack. Aren't they just? Aren't they just? Who knows what's going to happen in this industry now from one minute to the next. But we love it. That's what makes it exciting. That's what makes it fresh and interesting. No two days are the same, as my clearance team told me the other day when I sent them to a particularly interesting house face masks were required anyway no two days are the same that's what they came back to me and said well lived in well lived in absolutely well lived in slightly hoardery now um today talking about excitement enthusiasm ah, yeah we are joined by joe roberts and dear listener you may know her from the bidding room she is on instagram she does all sorts of things that she's now going to tell us about, but she will tell us about them, dear listener, I am pretty confident in saying, with great, great enthusiasm. And that is why we are delighted to have Joe Roberts on The Gavel and the Gavel. I am delighted to welcome to this episode of The Gavel and the Gavel the advocate for the older woman in the antiques trade, a star of the bidding room, one of the main founders of the new trend of open house antique selling. It's Joe Roberts, everybody, and we are over the moon to have her here. Here's Joe. Say hello, Joe. We're delighted to have you here. <laughs> oh, my good grief. What can I say with a build-up like that? I think there are quite a few untruths there, but we'll, I'll go with it. Joe, we're going to gloss over those. You are a legend of stage and screen. I don't know. We're just going to keep going with it now, Joe. Um, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy, busy day to join us on The Gavel and the Gabble. We're delighted to have Joe here. And for our listeners, listener, possibly, could you tell us a little bit about, because we know you from the bidding room. You are a superstar now. There's no doubt about that. But tell us a little bit about you, your background, how you came to be in this wonderful business, and how you managed to get a TV show and I didn't. Uh, <laughs> that's what this is all about, isn't it? Oh, yeah, Joe, this is what this is all yeah, about. I knew it. I could see it. I could see it. Okay. Pure envy. Pure envy. Green is not a good colour on me, <laughs> is it, Joe? Neither is that eye above you. Ugh. His gorilla. Okay, ready? Here goes. Quick. 
Um, quick. Go for it. Trained as a teacher, got married, had kids, moved around, ended up in the Midlands, um, went back to university, came out as an artist, had 25 years as um, as an artist doing great projects, so I say it myself, um, but that was working with people nationally. And then a few years ago, you know, money was, you know, as an artist, and I did what loads of people do. I emptied the loft and flogged it on eBay. And a passing comment to um, a friend, I said, oh, I love eBay, you know, get money. And she just casually said, oh, my next door neighbours do that. Uh, they have wonderful holidays everywhere. They go to their local auction house. The next week, I was to be found at my local auction house and the rest is history. Who was that, Joe? That was we like um, we like to name check an auction. Yeah, house that was. I, they're based in Coventry, but they're actually called Warwick Auctions. Warwick Auctions, and then my other local one, Lock in England in Leamington Spa, and that was it. I found the auctions, and I'm like, and then basically, <laughs> it was about took about three years of the two, the art and the dealing parallel and it was it was a grieving process and and I I I use that word quite seriously because it was it was a real challenge and quite bizarre quite bizarre so the room I in I'm in was my studio and it gradually everything was gradually packed away and has been renamed as now my workroom there you go that's it oh but how did I get on the bidding room okay so I was all I had my little life I had it set up I was doing Kempton every two months uh every two months twice a month and uh, had it on the calendar wall in March 20 is that 2020 2021 20, when did it happen when was lockdown 22 21 whenever 20. 20 so I had my calendar on the wall and I was like yes fantastic I've got my life sorted and I think I did the Kempton on the Tuesday March the 23rd would it have been and then lockdown so I had to tear up my calendar and I was like what am I gonna do as you can tell I like I like the old chatter and I was I was quite seriously I was like this isn't gonna work I'm not gonna cope with this being stuck at home with hubs uh, bless him, love him dearly. And <laughs> I had been doing Instagram a bit, you know, and I thought, oh, you can do lives. And so I started doing lives and it turned into a bit like what you guys found. It turned into Lockdown Coffee Club, which became this amazing, wonderful community. And every day, every weekday from 11 to 11.30, I witter. And talked to Lockdown Coffee Club. And it was through that that the researchers for the Bidding Room family. Ta-da! Joe's, Joe's Witterings. <laughs> That's what they're called. Simon is looking slightly blank at this moment, dear listener, because all he heard was live shows on the internet, has no clue how social media works, and he's going, what the heck is all that about? What? Simon doesn't know. Simon doesn't do any social media, which is and and I'm just here. I'm just here no, for no, the right. No, no, that's not a criticism, of Simon. Right. You yeah. have to have people of all sorts. So we have we have people within the business, including myself, who do social media, and and then Simon. Um, we just send him things to post every now and again, and then we remind him how to do that. 
they make me do things, and apparently things happen on the internet. I'm not allowed to read below the he line. He's not allowed, not allowed to. to read any comments on any of our social media <laughs> because the reaction is so can potentially be quite strong, can't it, Simon? Ah, uh, on on occasion. Joe, take me all the way back too, because I am fascinated. Because obviously, we so you went to your first yeah. auction. Tell us about that. What was that experience like for you? What was it that lit something inside? What What was it? Interestingly, I think a lot of it went back to childhood. Uh, bizarrely, so my dad was was a hoarder of bits and bobs. He was of that generation who kept and you. And I remember the smell walking into the. It's only a small um, small room. And I think it was the, well, it was the people. It was the people without doubt, because that, for me, it's all about the people as much as anything, all that I do. So it was the people there. It was the the anticipation. And, of course, it was the bidding. And it was like, ah, ah, you know, and I made all the classic mistakes. And then going each week, you got to know all the different players and what their role were. And, and I was incredibly fortunate that um, a, a seasoned dealer, as I'll call him, took me under his wing and showed me the ropes, basically, and took me to sort of fairs and everything. And I, I just instantly, and when I went to Kempton, following on from that, but linked back to that, when I walked into Kempton uh, to do a recce, I'd come home. And it was the same feeling in the auction house. You've, you're, that's my tribe. Wow, that is beautifully put. Fantastic. Just following up on that, um, you found, have you found like we found when we set up 20 years ago, and it sounds like you have, that people are very generous within the oh, industry? I, I, I can honestly, seriously, I just can't, I wouldn't be doing any of what I'm doing now without the support and help of so many different people. It, it's just it's just one thing and this isn't well this is a criticism of the art world one of the things I found perplexing within the world that I, I was working in participatory arts in very contemporary arts so contemporary art organizations across the country who were fantastic but there's a lot of ego a lot of ego and and I'm afraid to say, if you were doing well, it wasn't always received well. And I found that quite hard. And that's one of the things about um, what I have loved about this community is if you are doing well, they're there. And if you're not doing well, they're there as well. And I don't think, you know, you know, you have to obviously, I would never now ask, where'd you get that from, you know? <laughs> but you always know that you're going to be be helped in some some shape or form, you know. Even if it's like the pigeons smashing your windscreen on your way to Arding Life. <laughs> <laughs> and have you found? We tend to find in this industry as well is is that as you say in other industries, success is not mm. necessarily applauded congratulated or um whereas you know if we have a dealer or we see another auction house who picked up a chinese vase estimated it 100 to 200 pounds and it makes half a million mm. we're over the moon because if that's happening to that auction house it can also happen to us that's kind of our attitude to it and is, is that something that that you've seen yourself that we we celebrate other people's success in this industry oh 
absolutely, absolutely. You you know, you you hear people, oh, I found this at the car boot for a couple of quid and, and moved it on for X amount. And it's like, yes, brilliant. Fantastic. And then back in the day, what were you, when you first went to your auctions in the Midlands, what were you buying? What were you looking for? What, what inspired you? No, that's oh an embarrassing question. Okay, we had <laughs> um, the most amazing car boots. I mean, you say it to the name to people and they go misty-eyed. Just literally, I'm looking out there because literally in that direction, 10 minutes away, was Stonely Car Boot. And I bet people would be going on, go, oh, Stonely Car Boot! It was the most amazing place. I mean, just hundreds and hundreds undercover at the old Royal Showground just outside Kenilworth, where I live. And when I started, I don't can't even really remember how I started, but it was, yeah, it was buying, it was to go and do the car boot. Well, excuse me, forget Battersea, forget Bath. If you can do Stonely car boot and survive, you can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean that quite seriously, really. And that's... Uh, that's where I started. Was it? Stoke? Tell us why. Tell us why. Jo. Well, because I was, I was, I was buying. Dare I say it? Um, I, you know, the boxes, the boxes, the banana boxes at the end of the auction, filled with crap. Yeah, that's what I was buying. <laughs> that's what I was buying because I can't, I can't really remember why, but I, I think that well, lots of different reasons why. I had a bit of a money issue. Hubs might not believe this, but I do, about spending a lot of money, right? That actually has gone out of the window now. Um, but it was all about buying small bits and making money on it and thinking I'd found that Chinese vase, you know, and, and I would buy those big boxes full of all that crap and then take it to the car boot. And that's that's where I started. You are a proper treasure hunter like us, aren't oh, you? Oh, yeah. You're an absolute treasure hunter. Give me a car boot any day. <laughs> and can you think of any uh, any sort of tipping point moment where you thought I've got to I've got to step this I've got to you know I'm going to specialize or uh, a sale that that tipped you over into do you know what I am a real dealer now. That took a long time. It I mean looking at it I find it quite fascinating because I and in fact, I think I said to Hubs only the other day, why didn't I start here? And I'm a great believer in that life unfolds. You you listen to this, you listen to this, you know, and it has its way of coming to you. And this was obviously the route that I had to take. I got, I, I constantly wanted to up my game. So I started at the car boots and then I remember I got into Avon Hall in um, Malvern Flea and I've made it. I've made it. Look at my stand. And then what was really interesting, it was the styling. So the art was coming in and that's when I started to get really interested about the display and styling it and that became as important what objects would work within that. Um, I don't think there was, I don't think there was any one. It was a very gradual sort of process. But a big thing that obviously happened to me was lockdown. And I was fortunate enough to be picked up by um, Sam and Tamara, who run uh, Samantha, Sam and Tamara 
decorative antiques. And they started a thing called, you won't know this, Simon, but called Virtual Vintage Fair during lockdown. Um, It was all on Instagram. Oh, my God, it was just amazing. And that's really what gave me the, from being, doing what I was doing, where I would have stayed, to now, you know, I just like, yeah, fab stuff. So tell us about now, because, I mean, it really is quite a, a... Um, Do you want to see my calendar? <laughs> <laughs> so you you get picked up by TV. Talk us through that. So, yeah, so it was during lockdown and I got these emails and everything and had to go through so many, like, audition, Zoom auditions. I mean, you can imagine doing a Zoom auctioning on the, you know, at that stage. This was Oh, all- he, he has, Joe. Rub it in a bit more. Yeah, I've done those, Joe. Led to nothing. Led, yes, during lockdown with STV, with producers, and nothing, Joe. Joe. So thanks, Joe. That's the best news ever. So, so did you get fed up of doing them all then, Simon? Not really, Joe. Did he not? No, I liked doing them. It was the outcome I was not liking, Joe. Oh, well, I'd reached the stage where I was like, oh, God, I can't do it. I'm so fed up this. I don't really want to do TV. And, of course, it was a classic. Once I'd thought that, they then said, you're on. And I'm like, oh, right, all right then. I mean, so that's how it happened. It was just, yeah. In fact, AD was on my final sort of interview so this is where you get to really rub it in joe so tell us about the bidding room tell us what it's like tell us because i mean you are an inspiration to us joe you're an absolute inspiration oh, shut to us. up shut up um it what can i say believe it or not it's incredibly hard work it is the best fun i'm afraid for somebody like me who loves um, um, somebody one, years ago called me an extrovert introvert, and I think that's a really good... Basically, I'm a loner, but I love interacting with people. I love people. I find them fascinating. So you get somebody comes through the door. Seriously, you have no idea what they've brought. You have no idea about them. And within a few seconds, minutes, you've got to suss it all out, and and you've got to be respectful of them, you know, and their object. That's, that's key. Um, and I love it. I mean, it's very, very intense. And um, seriously, the other dealers, you know, everybody said, oh, do you really get Yes, we do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we don't see each other outside. I'm in touch with a few, but you get in there and it, it's just great fun. Great fun. You're not in the, all in the car park with your vans trading towards each other, you know, after, during shooting. Might be. <laughs> Bloody hell, we're dealers. What else do you expect? I, all I all I envisage is, you know, any of those TV shows is just a lot of vans turning up going, oh, by the way, I've got that thing for you out the back that I told you about. <laughs> you know, Hold on, hold filming. I've just got to go and get that plate. I promise oh, you no, that, that would never happen. Hold fi- us, hold fil- filming. No. <laughs> we, you were talking about styling earlier and, yeah. you know, make, how things looked on your thing. Now, I'm fascinated. It's called um, a stand, by the way. That thank thing. you, thank you. That thing. <laughs> Told you, Harry. By the way, dear listener, uh, pre um, or, uh, interview, uh, we realised that Joe had put Simon and I very much in our place. So you're going to enjoy the rest of this interview because that's what's going to happen a lot. Your stand, <laughs> Joe, as you quite rightly put it. Um, um, I'm fascinated by um, open houses. And ah. these are a big thing. And I talk to everybody about this. Now, tell me about open house selling. Oh, because by the way, Joe, I have not got a clue. Dear listener, she's gone. gone. 
Joe, come back. Joe, come back. Joe. <laughs> so, open house, where do you want me to start? Just from, tell us right about from the beginning, open houses from the I beginning have no clue. and all the rest of it. Okay. Remind me to refer to those later. So, dun, da, 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 da. so open houses um, have been have been quite a thing, sort of quiet thing for some sort of time, and probably where are we? Oh God, we're August, aren't we? So probably for a year and a half. So over well over a year ago, I was pondering and have been pondering, um, like pop ups. You know, pop ups become very much a thing, and I kept thinking what. Because I'm constantly wanting to push it and do something different. Um, and I tried various attempts at pop-ups. It didn't work. Not that I, did, I didn't do them. It didn't never materialise. And uh, the big stumbling block to the open house was obviously hubs. You know, he wasn't too enamoured by the idea. You know, I can quite appreciate it. So I sort of left it. And then um, November last year, I got invited to do an open house uh, with Janine, oh, country, country interiors. Anyway, anyway, I went and she gave me my room, which was a queen, queen Anne room, beautiful, same colour, um, orange wallpaper. And so I had my room to put all my stock in and dress it. It's called dressing. Thank you, Joe. I'm, I'm taking notes. Good. Um <laughs> And it was just wonderful. So it was her home and she opened it up and had dealers in different places. And I was like, God, this is amazing. I love this. And then I was meant to be doing Arding Live and said pigeon crashed into van. And I had all the stock in the van. I'm like, oh, God, this is this is awful. This is awful. And it was just before, it was only two weeks before Christmas. I think it was something like that. And and I sort of said to Hubs, look, I've got all this stock already. What if we just, you know, just move everything out of the house and just just try it? You know, nobody will come. Nobody will come. And so, bless him, I sort of, that's what we did. Um, so within, with a week to go, I put it on, just put it on Instagram and with the neighbours and the, a group locally. And it was so successful from financially. It was just a wonderful, wonderful experience. It was so lovely. At a fair, you have your, your lovely customers, but you can't chat to them for much because it's so busy. But here in my home, Hubs did mulled wine and he made little nibbles. And it was like a party. It was a party. So then that was it. He was convinced. And so then we did we did one just before Easter, Easter themed, and got more people come. And then I was like, right, that's it. Because it, it's so financially viable, you know, petrol being what it, diesel, you know, cost of fares. So now I do four, four a year. And my next one is the 27th and 28th of October. Have I got this right? So, right, because I am so behind, I'm so far behind here, it's untrue. So you have literally, you've taken your own home. Yeah. You've moved everything out. Almost. 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 Yeah. And so your rooms are almost stripped and then you're renting them out to no. other traders? No. It's all her stock. Well, oh, it's all initially, your stock. initially, so I leave like the hard furniture in, the big chairs, dining table. Everything else had taken out. Initially, the first two was just all my stock. 
Then we had a garden party and because I used to do open studio and the garden party was on that weekend of the monsoon. Mm -hmm. Would be. Yes. Where the gazebo went. And Hubstead Wood fired pizzas, which was fabulous. Um, And again, it was like a party. But for the next one, end of October, to keep it fresh and everything, I've invited um, my best mate, Hetty Perbrick, who runs uh, Decorative Living Fair. And she's coming and I'm giving her the lounge. So we have the, the family room, which is basically the dining room, this work room. She perhaps will be doing homemade curries and naan bread in the kitchen and out on the outside. Hetty will be in the uh, lounge and then the conservatory. Oh, how fantastic. It is so clever. That's so smart. That's so smart. A lady who has become a dealer who used to work for Simon and I at Windsor ages ago, I showed her what you were doing and she's now doing her first one Um, in March next year. Fantastic. Fabulous. Oh, well, yeah. that's, yeah. And, and, I, she, and she and her husband hates both of us because he just sends us pictures of his garage and places as they fill up with stock. Yeah. For the, he said, he said, we could do it now. We don't need to wait until spring next year. Yeah. But she wants to get her head around it, see yeah. a few more. Quite Absolutely. right. But it all down to you. Your, I said, oh. look at these Instagram posts. This is really cool. It's really lovely. Absolutely genius. Absolutely genius. Well, that's, I don't, that's it's genius i mean i'm not you know loads of people have done it before me but what is i think the not important... according to our intro joe <laughs> the important point to make here pointy finger point or once a teacher always a teacher got it um, got it is um because of the current climate you're constantly looking you can't for different ways to adapt and that's what i admire about dealers and people, you know, the high streets are, well, we know what the high streets are like, don't we? But people want a shopping experience. And I had the most amazing uh, feedback from somebody who travelled two hours to come to the, the garden party. And she just said it was just an utter delight to come to a nice place, meet nice people and buy nice things. And really, that's all it's about. People want to be wanted they don't want to just scan an item and go they want the whole thing and and for me it ticks for me it ticks all my boxes you've become a destination you've become a day out you've become an experience and it's as you quite rightly say it's not some drafty mall or shopping centre with people that just don't care it's people that genuinely care and are selling what they love Hopefully, finding yeah, it's, it's just but fantastic, it's, it, and it's it's a fantastic way of building your long term customer base. Is it because once they've met you and they've had the Joe experience, pardon yeah. the expression, but and yeah, the chit chat no, and and I mean, I, I think we should get your husband on the podcast for his own Definitely. episode because this guy sounds amazing. But he's he in the kitchen. He's he in the kitchen doing themed food. Yes, and a man, Brilliant. a man who went the first time went. I don't think I really want this. I know. On. The next thing you know, he's making stone baked pizzas and curry. I'm going up the man. I've never met him. <laughs> he, I, ha- I had to say, um, Paul is like you know, bless him. He, we've been together, I don't know, God, over 50 years and has gone with every twist and turn. And I must just share with you, this is classic because he would die rather than go to a car boot. And he once went into an auction room and I thought he was going to faint. So <laughs> I wanted to go to Amion, 
Amion Fair, okay. Um, but I'm a bit sort of like, oh, the thought of going on my own in the van. You know, I got a bit, I got a bit wussy about it, I freely admit. And I kept talking about it. And in the end, this little voice said, I'll go with you. <laughs> right. So excellent, excellent. So I booked this lovely apartment for him in Amion because I thought, I'll take him there. He can read his books and chill and everything. Oh, no. Oh, no. And there he was, two o'clock in the morning, pulling his trolley up and down the Amion Street. <laughs> and it was a, he quickly realised after he interrupted me on my first deal and quickly realised to back off, you know, got the Paddington stare. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's brilliant. I couldn't do it without him. Fantastic. I'm loving that. Now, I'm going to pick you up on one thing. So you were talking about being wussy about um, driving. Um, but the one thing you're not wussy about, and this is a slightly serious topic and one that Simon and I are big advocates of, is you don't know, Joe, we can add a spin to it, is women in our industry and not just women in our industry, but specifically older women in our industry yep. and making the, opp making the opportunity. Um, and particularly at the moment, I think that like we've alluded to before, side hustles, that sort of stuff, not a bad idea. Everybody's having a tough old time of mm. things. You know, it is hard. And I think you, you're, I know that you've made a big career out of it, but you can point the way to people and say, you don't have to do it full time. Like you had your thing running, you know, side by side. But, you know, talk to us about, I mean, I know you're passionate about this. So I've sort of lit the touch paper, haven't I? And then you can talk for as long as you like about women in the trade. Where do I start? I had never considered my, I'll talk about the age bit first, I think. I had never really sort of thought about my age at all until last, this time last year. Simon, close your ears. Um, there's another TV programme coming out that I'm doing called the uh, Vintage French Farmhouse. I'm delighted for you, Joe. Thank you. Thank you, darling. We were filming in Provence, Simon. And uh, <laughs> having uh, note, note to producer David, please clip up uh, the video bit of uh, Simon's reaction to that. I, I, I want it for my own collection, not necessarily the social media. They flew us out there and put us in a farmhouse, French farmhouse, and took us to Bacons to purchase things. Um Anyway, Simon, um, the producer, Ray, what the most amazing woman in the world. We did a, like an in-depth, more of an in-depth uh, interview at the end. And I was like, why is she asking all these questions? And eventually I could see what she was getting at, you know, from the point of view of like being an older woman. And I had I'd never, this would have been in September, October last year. And I'd really never considered it before truthfully truthfully and then in November I had my 70th birthday and the sort of two things together were like oh right yeah and well I celebrated I mean I I'm just incredibly fortunate to be doing what I love doing at the age that I am and have got to that the fact that I've got to being quite serious the fact that I have got to this age I I take gratitude for every day and I think it, you know, I look round at the fairs and places I go, and I see, I see so many other older women, you know, no matter what a what age you called older women, doing it out there, sleeping in their vans, you know, 
traveling all across Europe to buy, all across this country to buy, you know, humping and dumping great stuff. And and I know the guys do it as well. Um, but I think it's that just flying the flag for them. That's all really. And do you think it gives you, I mean, your passion for what you do and life in general, quite mm. frankly, in the last 20 minutes just shines through on this podcast. <laughs> Doesn't but it? It really does. Yeah. We're all slightly scared as well. But apart from that, that's, I, I mean, the pair of us, the pair of us look absolutely daft. <laughs> absolutely daft. But do, do you think, but do you think, being in this industry and clearly loving it as much as you do gives you that enthusiasm, makes, makes you feel younger overall? That's a really good question. Um, you alluded, I think, in the inter- inter- introduction about not retiring. Um, it's something I feel very passionate that is wrong. In a, I don't mean retiring from the point of view, if you don't like your work, yeah, sure, I can understand people wanting to retire in that respect. But I think we have to acknowledge that we're living, majority of us are living longer and people's lives continue and they need a purpose. They need that enjoyment. And your point about a side hustle, one of the things, a lot of the fairs, you know, my client base is is me, basically, not as mad as me, um, slightly more refined than me. But, you know, that's my, an older woman is, it's stylish older woman, you know what I mean. Um, And it, the fairs I do, it's ladies, and a lot of ladies have that side hustle, you know, and good on them. I think no matter what, you know, I don't want to use that levels. I think that's wrong. It's more like this, but I can't do it. So I'll go back here. It's more, we each have little levels, you know, that wonderful thing, the feeder. Each person has a little feeder in that that pot starts here at the car boot and then ends up somewhere else. Um and I think it's re- I think that's really important to celebrate that. Absolutely. Now, tell us what and and in your trading, what is it you you like to trade in? What is it that gives you this passion? What sort of things when you're traipsing around a boot fair? What sort of things are you looking for, Joe? Oh, oh she's, she's gone again. again. She's gone, gone again. again. That was obviously not a good question. Oh, hello. Ah, okay. What have we got here, Joe? I'm sitting here looking at um, the gatherings from, I I mean, I buy, you know, where do I buy? Like everywhere, I buy here, there and everywhere. Uh, But we, I do, I do like a car boot because it is that rummaging I love. And this is a huge server. But what I particularly love, I was, um, is this on the back. I love ceramics. Isn't that beautiful? Ah, beautiful, yeah. Isn't it's it a, just... So, ladies and gentlemen, um, Joe is showing us a big serving, ceramic serving platter with a white ground and a sort of blue starburst uh, effect to the outer rim and a crimped rim. It's lovely, absolutely beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And it's got some proper age to it. Yeah. And it was made beautifully in its day, wouldn't you say? Yeah, oh, absolutely. And it's a very famous, I have forgotten the, what I love doing, I love the research, particularly for ceramics. Love it. If you follow uh, Joe on Instagram and all her social media, because there's a lot of it, is going to be linked in the uh, in the episode notes. You'll see that there's quite a wide range, but you like the interesting. Oh, it yeah. doesn't all have to be, I'm not speaking for you because you'll tell me off. 
But it doesn't always have to be hugely expensive. Oh, no. You're attracted to the an interesting item. Because I've read interviews that you've done before where people, and we always ask the same question, saying, um, oh, yeah, we do do research, Joe. Um, saying, um, what's your most valuable thing or what's your favorite thing you've, that you've bought? And I, I mean this with respect. You kind of hedge around it because you say, "What well, I'm, I'm just interested in all of the things mm. I buy. And yeah. it's not, I'm not, I know we're all driven because we have to earn a living, but it's not the, it's not the finance that actually is your, it's the overriding thing. Do you know what I mean? Is that a fair comment? I think that's a really fair comment. I think it, it's a business. Yeah, it is a business full stop. It's not a hobby. So I think that's a really important thing to say. I sort of I'm, I feel very proud about that, and I also feel very proud that I got in a position as an artist um, where I made enough money that got me going on this. So, and that's an I think that's another important thing to say. But it is a business, and I have got to make money. So Hubs isn't subsidising it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the things that I buy, I know for myself. It's it, going back to the shopping experience. People go to places. And they and you're right, I am brand Joe, and they want a bit of brand Joe. And not everybody has several hundreds of pounds to spend on something that they don't need, that they want. Everything I sell, nobody needs it. Nobody needs that platter, you know, um, but they want to have it. So I sell things like I'm looking at a little blue bottle, really unusual, quirky little thing that I will sell for probably... I don't know, £10, um, up through to my most expensive thing is set several hundred. You know, I'd never go, I don't, that's not my sort of scene, higher than that. Um, but I'm always looking for things which are slightly different in some shape or form, slightly quirky. So my big three things are textiles, art, and ceramics. Those are my three big loves. But then there's lots of other stuff thrown in the mix. I just find it fascinating because I'm Simon will attest the fact as we are Simon and I are very different. I'm constantly on Instagram, and I will tell you how we got Joe on a uh, on the on the interview because this will give you an example. Is that I messaged her one evening, sort of eight eight thirty, not expecting a reply, just expecting it to sit in an inbox, literally instantaneously. So it became apparent that the two of us are evening scrollers through the antiques trade. Yeah. I got, yeah, that'd be great. See you soon. You know, sort of message straight back. I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. Hang on a minute. I've got to be really polite now. I was trying... <laughs> but that, I mean, and that's how it, that's how it, that's how it works. And I, and that's why I, I'm, I engage with quite a lot of people on, 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 on our Instagram feed because I find what you guys do so interesting. It's different for us. We're advertising our services. Hmm. You're actually using it as a selling yeah. space. Yeah. We're just talking about the fact we're, we run auction houses. Yeah. Which, so we're coming at it from very different areas, I think. I'm not, interestingly, I'm not just selling because I had to change, I changed my handle and I call myself with Joe Roberts. So for me, it's, yes, it's selling and it's my website, but it's also, I love to share. Like, I'd love to come to one of your auction houses and do a piece from there. I love doing lives and I love doing, you know, interviews and da, 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 da. Um, 
So I You're go more to than the... welcome, by the way. Anytime you like. Anytime you like. Cool. Excellent. 100%. Yeah. Well, I Excellent. mean, we love people to add to the bedlam. You just rock up. <laughs> Joe, the only problem is you've got to decide whether to come to Lime Bay Auctions in Devon or Windsor Auctions. Now, Harry and I own both, but we are still quite competitive. What I'm saying is, Joe, if you choose him, we're over. That's it. Yeah, but you won't know because you're not on social media, mate. Good point. Well made. Yeah, okay. I'll take that one on the chin. And He's Windsor's there. just down He's the road. He's there, Joe. He's there. He's just lurking. Stalking. <laughs> oh, God, lurkers. Don't we just Is love the lurkers? Bloody yeah. hell. <laughs> Joe, you are welcome at either or both of our auction houses any time. We'd absolutely love it. Uh, Joe, we are... <laughs> As we know, with a good podcast, the problem is you run out of time very, very quickly. Yep. And we are kind of at that point. But I have I have one question before you serve jump I. in, Simon. Serve I. You Quinn. go last, Simon. I'm going first. I'll go last. <laughs> Joe. Yes. Um, Joe, you allude to your French TV show. Yes. I want to bring it up for Simon, obviously. Yes. Um, when, do you know when that's coming out? Uh, rumour has it, I don't, rumour has it end of September with the second half of series four of The Bidding Room, Simon. And ah, uh, <laughs> she's um, merciless. And um, <laughs> without um, without destroying it, some of the people from the bidding room, your other people yeah. from the bidding room, yeah. are in the French show. Yeah, they are. So it's people who are fans of you and the bidding room, yeah. and other dealers on that. It's a yeah. change of location, different format, but it's that thing. Yeah, so it's, look out. It's really for, good, really good. Dear listener, look out for that. Hopefully, fingers crossed, end of September. Yeah. But I'm sure it won't be long after that. Simon, sorry. I have one last. I have one last request from Joe and um, Harry and I. um, One of the part. One of the reasons for doing the podcast um, is obviously to promote our industry, to promote working in our industry. But we are also very passionate about uh, getting more women into this industry, into auctioneering, into trading. And the reason for that is simply that. People like your good self, Joe, who are an absolute inspiration, uh, bring such colour and joy to what has previously been a more stodgy, male-dominated... We're horrible. Um, we need that. So I would love, if you could, Joe, to for you to have uh, a quiet word on this podcast to any lady, any woman, any older woman out there who is at all interested or considering getting involved in that industry, because your enthusiasm is absolutely infectious. What would you say to those people who maybe think it's a bit more intimidating or maybe are wondering about taking that plunge? How do they start and how would you recommend they get into the business? It's small steps, small steps. Don't don't panic about the where you're going. Don't panic about where you're going. Small steps. And I'm, I'm doing a sort of hand signal, sort of like a little snake. I think it's just finding what's right for you. I had somebody, I get quite a, what I love, I do contact me via um, Instagram. Instagram. I only do Instagram. I don't do any other social media. But do contact me and I'm always happy to help. And I had somebody asking me about what fairs to do. There is no way I would tell that person what fairs to do because they might not be right for her. The only way to to find out where to go is to start doing stuff and then reflecting upon it and like what worked, what didn't work, which is comes from my artistic um, background, the training you have in continuously 
evaluating and then planning and going forward. And then the plan, I mean, I'm looking at um, uh, the plan for 2023 on my wall and some of those things have happened, some haven't and other opportunities have come up and it, but it's constantly being aware and, and having fun basically. I think that's absolutely brilliant advice, Joe. And it is quite clear to us. And I tell you what, I know I can speak for Harry when I say we've had a huge amount of fun having you on the podcast. Uh, hugely grateful to you. And also, every woman, lady that is listening to this now has their own mentor on Instagram. Yes. So that's it. That's amazing. That yes. is absolutely what a. That is fantastic. Joe, uh, on that note, it's quite likely you'll hear from both of our wives. Uh... <laughs> Please be gentle. Who will, Please who be, will gentle. be uh, very keen to find out how they can train us to make stone-baked pizzas, drive vans, and uh, all the things you've got your husband to do. I think it's highly, highly likely. What's, uh, uh, we can't keep calling him Hubs. What's what's your husband's name? Hubs is Paul. Paul, you're a legend already. You haven't even appeared on a podcast. Absolutely. You're already a legend. Uh, Joe, thank you so, so much. One, for answering my Instagram message. Two for coming on the pod. We are flattered. Although now that we've got to the end of the interview, we will um, allude to the fact that we found out that she's gone on somebody else's pod before us. <laughs> uh, I mean, guys, seriously. Dear can't... listener, dear listener. Well, I don't know what to say to you. I mean, I'm hurt, Simon. I, I, I'm mortified, quite frankly. Our exclusive. Our exclusive has been blown. Um, seriously, stop heckling you two. Um, I've absolutely loved it. Seriously, I just wonderful. Um, so the gauntlet is down as to which auction house I come and tacky Val first. So um, I'll be seeing you oh, soon. God, Pick go. me. Pick yeah. me. I'll take you for fish and chips. It's nice down on the coast, but I'll send your car and buy you lunch. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> yes. She said, Simon, she's a TV star. She's worth it. She's the use of course. Of this, I, I appreciate fish and chips. <laughs> fish and chips at Lyme Regis doesn't cut it. That car, when I'm being flashed, will be me driving a pickup and um, <laughs> will be a McDonald's in a drive through But, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Joe, Joe, promise me you'll come on our, our podcast again. Oh, yeah, yes, do. please. Yeah. Wonderful. Loved it. Then, Absolutely loved uh, it. As soon as the French TV show is out, we'd like to have you back because then we can talk about it a bit more. That would be lovely. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. You're a legend. Thank you, Joe. My pleasure. My pleasure. Bye. Bye. Oh, my God. I've been told off. <laughs> You've been told off. Oh. What a lady. What a Fantastic magnificent lady. lady. I tell you what, you know, we I know we say this to we say this, but when a podcast lasts 40 odd minutes and you look at the clock and you think you've done seven or eight minutes and you realize the time's up, you know it's a good podcast. What an amazing lady. What an inspiration. Crikey. I know she told us she was 70, but she could she, she could outpace us in a heartbeat, right? Absolutely. Now, just a couple of things to our dear listener who may have listened to the pod and gone, why are you referring to her as an older uh, uh, woman, etc.? Um, that is what Joe, one of the topics that Joe wanted to talk about. And our, we asked her and she said, look, I want to talk about being an older person in the trade. And what you couldn't see, um, because uh, we do these on a, like a Zoom call, Simon and I being admonished and <laughs> 
having fingers wagged at us yes. and being told off. Most of which will make the edit, but you couldn't see it. Um, but yeah, very. Oh, I just found her inspirational. I'm really hoping we, um, well, we know we get, she's going to come back on the pod. Um, the French TV show sounds, well, we knew amazing. from AD, but that yeah. sounds amazing because that crew are, um, they're doing so, so well. And they're, they're just fascinating people. But, oh, I loved every minute of that. I loved every minute, and I've learned something. Open houses. I did not I did not know this was a thing, I've got to tell you. Didn't know this was a thing, but it makes so much sense. It's so clever. It's uh, genius. Absolutely genius. So, and bless Joe for being so gracious with her time with us, but then saying, I'm on Instagram. If you're interested in this business... If you're a, a if you're a woman, a lady looking to get into this business, and you want to talk to her, and do you know what, I I could see Joe say that, and I didn't doubt for a second that she was absolutely one hundred percent sincere, because that is the kind of lady she oh, was. Oh, that was not that was not for our benefit, was that, it? That was absolutely not. Genuinely, get in touch. I want to help. Yeah, really, absolutely brilliant. What a lovely lady, and do you know what. Definitely someone we have to get back in the future on the podcast and keep in touch with because, well, I'm inspired. I hope other people are as well. On the note of uh, inspiration, we need as much inspiration and praise because of our, our egos. So please do like, subscribe and review uh, the podcast, particularly an episode like today where Absolutely. Simon and I didn't do much and Joe deserves some praise. Also, there is um, an offer from the ATG. Uh, Simon's going to give you the link, uh, which gives you a discounted subscription. 30% off a subscription for either a digital or the uh, paper version. Uh, what's that link, Simon? Just go to antiquestradegazette.com forward slash gavel or check out that link in our description. Who said I'm not technical? Well, everybody, because I've just read that off a piece of paper. So I hope that came across well, made me sound more techno than I am. I'm going to see you soon. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to it. And just, just to cap it off, thank you so much to the legend that is Joe Roberts. What a wonderful, wonderful lady. Take care, buddy. See you, mate.